0: Idalia has strengthened even more. Winds are now up to 80 miles per hour. So the forecast track, well, it is on track and we are going to see Idalia become a major hurricane before landfall. That is very likely.
1: Fox News alert. We've just learned that the federal district judge Tanya Chutkin here in Washington, D.C. has set a new trial date for former President Trump's trial here in Washington. That will be March 4th, 2024. That's the federal election case. We will get more details from David Spunt throughout the course of the day, but one would expect that the former president's legal team would not be happy about it and certainly not his political team because March 4th is the date of the North Dakota caucus. There are a whole slew of primary states up for grabs on March 5th from Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, and more. Yes, you better believe it. Look what happened to Martha Stewart. She caught that felony. She goes to all the cookouts with Snoop Dogg. She is endorsed. She crimping, bruh. Trump is a brother now. I'm sorry. You go to you go to jail in Zone Six, Atlanta. You a brother. Straight up.
2: It's happening again, oh no, an uptick in COVID cases has forced two school districts in eastern Kentucky to cancel in-person classes. Now the numbers are growing nationwide, I know you've heard about this, with hospitalizations now up more than 21% in just one week. The CDC expects that trend to continue into the fall.
1: It's going to be good for everybody. If you've got a plumbing business, uh, you're going to be better off if you've got a whole bunch of customers who can afford to hire you. And right now, everybody's so pinched. That business is bad for everybody, and and I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. We're not violent! Get out now! Get out! On the ground! All of you on the ground now! Get on the ground! We're not violent! Get on the ground! We're not we Don't move! Police! So who's going to
2: get the gun? We at all. protesters.
0: No. Welcome back to the unregulated podcast. This is episode number 146 here on Tuesday, August 29th. I'm your co host Tom Pyle.
2: And I'm the sous chef at Pappy's Barbecue, Mike McKenna. Paffy's
0: barbecue is the bomb. St. Louis, Missouri. If you're ever in St. Louis, make an effort to go to that restaurant.
2: It would be ridiculous. It's the only thing in St. Louis worth going to see. It is. Damn a, good. Avoid the arch. The arch is a colossal waste of time. You can see it everywhere anyway. So, don't... Well, yeah, but when you get up in it, all you see is you look at it St. Louis on one side and Southern Illinois on the other. So it's not like you're like, wow, this is great. You're like, I came all the way up here and got claustrophobic for this
0: yeah i haven't done that myself i've, I've followed your advice so hurricane adelia is rolling in heading up to florida popping on wednesday this will be a uh, interesting sort of shot and fraud for for governor DeSantis. although i'm not worried at all about his performance he's had a little bit of practice here in these hurricanes so all you floridians out there Batten down the hatches. Hope everything turns out okay. Get out if you are uh, uh, you know, in the evacuation zones on the West coast. So,
2: yeah, but you know, go now. Yeah. Don't wait until tomorrow. Go now. Don't wait until yeah. tonight. Even go now and anticipate it could take you three hours longer than you think.
0: 100%. Right. And, and make sure your EV
2: is charged. <laughs> if you take an EV, you're an idiot.
0: All right. I, I played the uh clip of the trial date that the, the judge put put out there. Yeah, hey, man. I will let it speak for itself. That's just it's just absolutely insane. It, it it's it, almost it, like it just... it's almost like they're just now just don't right.
2: even care. But they it, don't even care. Well, I actually I I want to step it up a little bit. It's like they're reveling in it. It it, yeah. it they are reveling in the politicization of the judicial system. I I it's crazy. In a generation where we're all sending each other to camps, we're gonna we're gonna look back on this couple of weeks and be like, eh, "That's probably when it really got bad." And not, the thing that I notice is, not a single Democrat said anything about it. They haven't even said like, "Yeah, yeah maybe we should slow this roll a little bit." I mean, there's just nothing, right? They're all just like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'm okay with it." It it it's bad mojo.
0: By the way, the same judge is the judge who has our FERC case.
2: Well, good. She'll, she'll want to wrap things up by March fourth, then. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, look, there's all kinds of stuff going on out there on the on the artist formerly known as Twitter about the fact that this is going to solidify Trump with the convict vote. <laughs> and you know, Martha Stewart's going to the barbecues. Martha, she, she's got yeah. street cred.
2: I don't understand the. Guy, I not understand.
0: That guy's getting millions of hits. I'm sure he is. Uh, I, I don't understand. Millions
2: of hits. I don't understand like going to a barbecue is a gangster thing. Because I, <laughs> it, if it is, I'm in real trouble. Because I've been going to it my whole life. Um, I will say this, right? This is this is a serious thing. I don't. I can't quantify it. But if this election becomes a referendum on the legal system in this country, and it's going to be that at least partially, right? It's going to be a referendum on the legal system. I could easily imagine a world in which President Trump gets 50% of the black male vote in this country.
0: Well, I'm going to say. Easily. I'm going to say they said he had 20 in the polls and got like nine. So if we do the math, if you're, if it's your 50 and it comes in at 20, you know, that's pretty damn good in terms of a, of of a jump. And then I've also noticed that the Democrats are having trouble answering the question uh, as to Why workers, the working class seems to be gravitating towards Republican, Republicans, like they still haven't been able to come up with a a coherent answer on that question.
2: I'll give you a simple answer because the because they know the Democrats hate their guts and have since the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, there we have it. Like they're they're probably. They're probably too busy reveling in their. Uh, judicial antics to to be paying attention to these trend lines but yeah the, the rumor is the the well the the pro-trump crowd thinks that this mugshot helped him overall
2: I, I don't i don't i don't think it hurt and you know
0: trump he's a master marketer right i don't so.
2: think i don't think it hurt i can't i, I can't it, i don't think it hurt right yeah. i think i think it it um it visualized it helped people visualize what's going on here right exactly. that, that that this is a this is obviously ridiculous um and political and you know this is not this is not um this is not in the middle of the fairway by any stretch of the imagination yeah absolutely all right so
0: these are these little quick covid updates are all too familiar to you and i and our audience and and everybody else and Our good friend, Phil Kirpin is back on the beat. Um, It's okay. Look, I'll I'll point out two things about this clip from, from CBS. Sure. Mornings. The um, they're doing that thing again, where they're talking in percentages of hospitalization of increases. Okay. And there are no significant year over year. They're not significant increases. One, two. They talked about these schools in Kentucky that, that closed, quote, quote, unquote, due to COVID. They did not close the schools because of COVID. They closed the schools because all of the teachers and the faculty called in sick and there was nobody that could manage the kids in school. So I just I think that's an important that's some important context in 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 the case of this little clip because they're basically, you know, insinuating that they, they did a COVID shutdown. And they didn't they didn't do that. They they shut down the school because all of the teachers, I'm sure, did a text chain to each other and said, let's all call and sick.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it was right. I'm, I'm sure it was one of those things. I will say this, right? No, um, I don't care. Um mostly because the public health community in this country has no credibility with anybody anymore. So it doesn't matter what they say. No one's listening. Literally no one's listening. Yeah, you know, and the, literally they're, they're, they're pushing vaccines in September again. Yeah. Right? Like, like I said, no one's listening, you know, it, which is, which is terrible, right? It's a terrible outcome for everybody, but Absolutely. it's the truth. It's, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's the, the public health community in the last three years has done what it's taken the legal community two generations to do, right? Which is essentially erode all public support for whatever it is you think you're doing. I mean, you know what? It's just a matter of time till I start doing barbecues myself.
0: <laughs> well, make sure you invite Martha Snoop and President Trump. That'll yeah, be I'm good. just gonna
2: just gonna invite I, everybody. I'm gonna. You know.
0: Dude, that that guy is the bomb, though. You got. We'll put that clip in the show notes because there's a little bit more uh, color in the full clip we we, we did the child friendly version uh when you spread the wealth a little it's good for everybody
2: i agree i totally agree was, in, in fact in fact everybody i know who has a retirement account agrees you know we we, uh, we pay into the capital markets and we we allow them to allocate our capital i don't think that's what he, i don't think that's what that guy was talking about though, no, wasn't it
0: so for for our listeners uh who are of uh, our producers generation, that was the tail end of an exchange between Joe Warzelbacher and and then candidate for President Barack Obama, which be then sparked the uh, nomiker Joe the plumber, who then became a feature in uh, Senator McCain's failed uh, attempt to be the President of the United States. Joe the Plumber was the closest thing that John McCain had to a say, campaign theme was say, in that cycle. That's
2: cuz that's cuz John McCain didn't like Joe the Plumber either. Exactly. He just pretended to. Exactly. Yeah, um you know what? I'm going to I bring
0: this up because uh, I'm sad to report that he
2: Mr. Rosenbacher has died. Yeah.
0: Um he had a very um aggressive form of cancer, so God God rest your soul. And my condolences to the whole family. But Joe the plumber, he 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 kind of stood out, right? He was kind of one of the first dudes who sort of stumbled on this whole like, hey man, why do we do? Why do we keep getting shafted all the time? Like I don't understand.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it was a very specific thing, right? He asked, you know, he he told he told the press, he told the candidate Senator Obama, hey, you know, I built this thing up, and you guys want to take a chunk of it. And Obama's response was a perfect encapsulation of leftist politics. Oh. He said, you didn't build that. Yeah. You didn't build that, right? Lots of other people had stuff to do with you building that, right? And then. You know, so we should we share, you know, just like you, just like, you know, just like it sh- we shared in the work, you should share the wealth. Yeah. And I'm just like, right then, I remember at the time thinking, that that dude's a textbook commie right there. Oh, he
0: is 100%. And uh, he, he, you know, he did his professorial thing about how. You know, you, you got, you know, these people, if you get, if you
2: they'll have money to hey, to be a client of yours, you know,
0: you got to give them some of your money.
2: So you'll keep the business going. You know, if, 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 if you, if you get more clients, then you could share more wealth. And, and that's <laughs> that, you know, you're a plumber. So you must understand that, you know, water flows uphill sometimes. Eh? Um, And then lastly, the, the Texas Rangers
0: apparently there was well there wasn't it wasn't apparently because there's v- video evidence there was a massive line of cars waiting to cross the two lane highway to get to burning man and these rangers mowed over this climate protester crew uh it was pretty violent it was pretty excessive and uh <laughs> the line we're, we're protesters like, how could you do this to us? This, we keep talking about these things. People are done. People you know, I don't know. You, I don't you know, know who this. else called climate change a hoax. Uh, who was it? I just saw someone else. Uh, you know, someone not Vivek.
2: Vivek.
0: of so, Ramashwamy. The the whole climate, like J- Jim Inhofe started it, right? And he got pilloried for it. But like, it's, it's becoming, it's mainstreaming right now. So, uh this is this is an interesting situation
2: we're in. You know what? You know what I'll it's... take the you know what I'll take the protesters seriously. You know what I'll take them seriously? What? When when they when they try to screw up traffic in Washington on a Wednesday morning.
0: Well, they, they've been doing it a lot in D.C. Yeah,
2: so. that really – not like this sit-down-in-front-of-traffic routine. So do you I, remember – I, I, I want to see them try that and then watch all these all these guys in D.C. are like, yeah, you know, I'm sympathetic and blah, blah, blah. Drag them and drag them over and like toss them into the Potomac River because they're going to be 10 minutes late to work. That's what – you know, that's when you know it's serious. That's when you know the pushback is serious. Well, there's not
0: really – A problem there because no does anyone go to work anymore in dc yeah
2: wednesdays that's it for you that's why i picked wednesday
0: okay did you remember blazing saddles which couldn't be made today yes do you remember the scene where the horses were lined up to pay the toll on the road yes why didn't these cars just go around the protester Uh. deal like it It was weird. It's like, it's just all dirt and sand. The cop car did it. I don't know why everyone else stood there and waited. So anyway, we will put that clip in the show notes as well because uh, it needs, you need, it needs to be seen, not just heard. So.
2: Okay. All right. Announcements. What do you have? Uh, two, one, the kid's name, the young man's name, who I forgot last week um, who swam the, third leg of the four by one hundred relay with Michael Phelps back in twenty twenty, I guess. Whatever. Uh it was Townley Haas. Townley Haas. Oh, you know. got it. Yeah. Is that I, an
0: interchangeable I, first and last name?
2: Actually there's a the family there's a family um there's three families who are knitted together in Richmond. Uh the the Townleys, the Haases and somebody else. And they they got like between them like thirty people in this this generation and they they're all Mary and Townley and you know stuff like that, so yeah, it's a very richmond thing um so anyway townley um so are they
0: north or south of richmond
2: they they actually live north of the river in henrico um sorry about that uh anyway, so Townley, I apologize for forgetting your name, although you gotta be on-- i gotta be honest with you, at least I remember we used to work you over when you were five years old um and then the second announcement is, of course, we want to send out our our concern and our condolences and our prayers for uh, Congressman Scalise, right? No, I'm, we yeah, sure. that was on my
0: list. So thank you very much. Yeah, we but, sure
2: hope he's okay.
0: And, yeah, announced today he's uh, getting treated for multiple my myeloma, uh, which is supposedly pretty treatable. Uh, when detected this early so yeah, it's not but exciting. it still isn't going to be fun i know people who have gone through yeah. this and-,
2: and i got one other announcement yeah that's it mean, it's you know it's always it's always something that's not good right um got one other announcement really more in the nature of an explainer i was in a meeting on the hill earlier today and i um the young man i was talking to was named well, his last name was schultz His first name I'm not going to give because I don't want to get the kid in trouble, but I said okay from now on we're just going to because we asked what do you you know what dominion did you go by right and he gave a bunch of bad answers and I said what's your last name he says Schultz I'm like we're going to call you Sergeant Schultz and I know what that was I laughed and the other three guys in the conversation like looked at me like he was twenty he's twenty five the other two guys were in their late thirties they looked at me like huh that's (sighs) That happens to me more and more. Sergeant Schultz, ladies and gentlemen, was a character in the sitcom *Hogan's Heroes*. Hogan set in a prisoner of war camp in Germany during World War II. Schultz was the comic foil for the American and Allied prisoners. Yes. I can't yes. believe I have to explain this, but there Hogan. it is. Hogan.
0: All right. Uh, I want. I want. One. I have one other announcement. Breaking news. Yo. Our friends at AFPM are going to be upset. The Daily Grill on Connecticut Avenue is now closed permanently.
2: You know, good. Well, no, <laughs> that's not, I don't mean to say it that way. That That's not right. I'm I'm sorry for the folks I was folks never who blown there.
0: away by the Daily Grill. I'm, I'm sorry for the folks
2: who work there, but I have to be honest with you. Yeah. I have been eating there for 20 years, and I have never really enjoyed it ever.
0: Yeah, I would probably agree with that. There are. If I had, I would not choose the daily grill if, if I had to. I, All right. So, um, had, this day in history. Oh, boy. 70 BC. 70 BC. And it has nothing to do with Italy.
2: 70, well, actually, it has a lot to do with Italy. I take it back. <laughs> 70 BC on this day in history. 70 BC. I, I have no idea. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. No, I lost it. I, Julius Caesar invaded Britannia in like 55 BC, but what do you got? Jerusalem fell to the Roman forces. Uh, that was 70 AD.
0: 70 AD? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I must've got it wrong.
2: Yeah. Now, you would have guessed it if I- if I I'd definitely would have guessed you I was going to go to Masada right away. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Sorry about that. No worries. 1862. This is a probably an easy one for you.
2: 1862, in August of the war, right? So Antietam was in October. I'm going to guess the second battle of Manassas. Boom. Confederate
0: General Robert E. Lee deals a stinging defeat to Union General John Pope at the Second Battle of Bull Run, Virginia. Yeah. A battle that arose out of the failure of Union General George McClellan's peninsular campaign earlier in the summer.
2: Yeah. Good for us. Notice I didn't identify who the us might be
0: Two thousand and five I'm
2: always bad on these this recent day. ones. I'm bad on these recent ones. Well, um, the opening clip is a clue. Oh, the opening clip happened like ten minutes ago. I can't remember it. um okay uh I don't know what happened the weather event uh, there was a hurricane somewhere.
0: Hurricane Katrina. really? slams into the Gulf Coast on this day. It made landfall near New New Orleans as a Category 3 hurricane and uh, became one of the worst natural disasters in the history of the United States. Over 50 failures of the levees and flood walls, uh, 1,800 deaths, 150 billion plus in damage, and a million people were displaced by the disaster you remember there a bunch of them were getting bussed to Houston and then everyone in Houston was getting all mad about it. Yep. All right. So I'm going to do a little, little segue here. <laughs> okay. It was kind of fun for me, but where are they now? The players.
2: Oh boy. Ray Nagin.
0: Remember Ray Nagin? Ray the was mayor of the New mayor. Orleans. Yeah, he's the
2: mayor. Uh, yeah. Well, I had no idea what happened to him.
0: Nagin in 2014 was convicted on 20 of 21 charges of wire fraud, bribery, and money laundering related to bribes from city contractors before and after Katrina and was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. Okay,
2: that's my fault. The New Orleans mayor, I should just, that should have been my <laughs> default guess right away. He's in jail. Go ahead.
0: Now he is, but now, thanks to COVID, they moved him to his home. He's in house arrest where he still remains. Kathleen Blanco.
2: I have to be honest with you. If I was in house arrest, that'd be pretty cool. Hey, man, I can't go out. I got to stay in the house. Uh, Kathleen Blanco, who was what? She was a Fed, wasn't she? She was the governor. Oh, jeez. I totally agree. Of New Orleans. The governor, hopefully, Louisiana. Um,
0: Of Louisiana. Uh, She did not seek re-election because (laughs) she was, it was described as her response to the uh, hurricane was described by many as dazed and confused in post Katrina chaos she unfortunately died of cancer in 2019 i'm sorry about that and that of course set the stage
2: for hayush bobby jindal yeah bobby is that bobby's real name yep i didn't and know that
0: bobby jindal who was a congressman and a whatever health, health secretary guy so this,
2: I suppose, this is where we should point this out: this
0: disaster swept out the Democrat Democrats, and Bobby Jindal won his governorship without a runoff. The first and only time in in Louisiana under Louisiana election law that a governor won without a runoff, so he took a majority.
2: Well, the governor, the governor nowadays is a Democrat, so it didn't really have much yep. stick to it. Nope. and then lastly. Michael Brown, oh
0: boy, FEMA director Uh, for George Bush.
2: Him him I know. Uh, Michael Brown, who uh, is, we have a
0: mutual friend, me me and Michael Brown, a guy named Dave Locke, and um, he's now a a radio talk show host in Denver, Colorado. Really? That is what Michael Brown does now for a living. Really? You're doing a heck of a job, Brownie.
2: What a terrible job they would go back and run fema
0: and of course i could bring up george bush but we we all know what he's doing
2: we're not sure what he's doing
0: all right um the last one 2008 since we talked about joe the plumber i thought i'd throw this one in as well on this day on the stage at the republican national convention oh no no take it back for that this was the day that he selected his running mate Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin is vice presidential candidate. and wasn't Steve Schmidt running that campaign, if I recall. Steve Schmidt was running that campaign. Yeah,
2: so so you uh, know it was going to be a disaster. That and that and the other guy, the guy with the the guy with, guy who thinks he's got good hair but has bad hair. Which mm. one is that? The guy who wrote a, the guy who wrote a book of basically he was the he was the brains behind McCain. Can't remember now. I uh, do recall it. All it right, let's get right into matter. it. So Sergeant Sar- Sergeant Schmidt, sure man. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to that dude. So, C- is still so, Christopher Cash over the Lincoln project? Are you still ruminating ruminating about this? Let's move forward. I just I just I just always wonder what happened to these guys who like, you know, decide, "Hey, I've been wrong my whole life, so I'm going to amend my thing and then I'm but I'm not going to amend it for anything less than 10, 12 million bucks."
0: Right, cuz I'm going to turn to the other side and and be a, you know, cheap foil for exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so This, this was, I'm going to play this clip and then we can talk about it a little bit.
1: Without facts or economics on their side, they flatly deny what is happening to our planet and what we must do to save it. They incite a movement against what they falsely label climate change fanaticism. As they conveniently forget that the dictionary definition of a cult is the dismissal of facts in devotion to a lie. And while they refuse to accept the facts behind increasingly obvious damages, which the First Minister listed, they lash out at the truth-tellers instead and label indisputable evidence as hysteria. They compound the already difficult challenge of the climate crisis by promising to do more of exactly what created this crisis in the first place. So now, humanity is inexorably threatened by humanity itself, by those seducing people into buying into a completely fictitious alternative reality where we don't need to act and we don't even need to care.
2: Wow. Isn't that, isn't
0: that isn't that, I guess apparently he was a little upset after the Republican debate, which I'm putting in air quotes.
2: He really is so, kind of a he really is kind of a hysterical old woman, isn't he? What, what kind?
0: He's of, really bringing he's really bringing people together
2: to, to rally no, around the you know rally around
0: the climate flag, isn't he? I that's I, I think it's, I mean they're getting they're getting like I mean between these protests and this kind of stuff,
2: it's escalating, baby. It's getting right. there. I mean, they're getting it. They're getting a steady diet of it. So I guess humanity is what now? Humanity's own enemy. I mean, dude, that's always the way mm-hmm. it's been. Just so you know, friend. Yeah. I think a guy. I think a guy who got shot at in combat might figure that out. Like the the. It turns out, buddy, that the the aren't aren't shooting at you. It's other human beings are shooting at you. Um. The cult. We're in a cult. Okay. We're not with them. We're occultists. Right. Okay. That's cool. I'm in the cult of truth here. What? This, it's so hard to take people seriously when they say stuff like that because you're just like dude you know what if the american people actually believed that we needed to do something we would be doing something exactly. but they don't so we're not and your problem is not with me your problem is with the american people you should go explain to them why they should they should line up for ten dollar gas not me or you know what Get your get your, get your boys up on the hill if you're all this agitated about to Get Sheldon Whitehouse to actually put that carbon tax stuff up for a vote. Let's have a vote on it then. If you think we're the problem, let's vote. How many Democrats are coming along with him uh, with you on that one? I, this, this this person this person is just is just silly and stupid, and he's starting to annoy me. Yeah. Well, he's also. Uh... Just he's still hanging around, which like, isn't easy because I don't annoy easy, but
0: golly, <laughs> no, man. not at all. You never, know, you don't annoy easy. Um, uh, okay, update from last week. Wait a minute. Okay, go U- ahead. U- is th- oh. it has now become a movement. I <laughs> worry, they're calling themselves Blade Runners. Okay, for those who didn't listen last week these ultra low emission zones in oh, London. I was trying to think uh, what that Z stands for. Sadiq Khan um, is Isn't he the mayor, mayor, of, the mayor London. of London. And there are now like armies of citizens running around, like painting over the the, the, the cameras. They're sticking stickers on there. They're tearing them down. There, there's like 90% of them that are inoperable, and and now the PM um, is saying this is all him. This is, and he's entirely responsible for this. There are people who are like, I mean, people who are basically like they can't drive anymore because they, they these fines are like
2: 13 pounds a day. 13 pounds uh, a day. What's ninety? 90- What's that like? 85 cents?
0: Oh, I don't know. But like, this is like, like you said last week, this is the sword that these guys, after everything that they've tolerated, after everything that has been foisted on them, this is what, this is the event, and they're wearing yellow jackets, uh in honor of the French protesters on the carbon tax a few years ago. So the there's same. like open rebellion in the UK over these Ulez deals. It's it's, it's hilarious. Always, it's
2: always the same. There's always one thing that just like people are like, I I just can't freaking take this anymore. I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Russians, French, Americans, it's always the same thing in every revolution. There's just one thing that's like captures and crystallizes it. By the way. To knit the two things together. Um maybe maybe Secretary Kerry should be talking to those guys who are in in London, right? I mean, maybe they're cultists too. We're all cultists. All eight billion of us are cultists. It it <sighs> you know what we should probably we should probably email that that um story to Kerry's handlers and say, Hey, just so you know, it's not just <laughs> us. It's yeah. it's not just it's not just it's not just Mr. Ramish Whammy. It it there's a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I got a couple on EVs.
0: Um one, I missed this, and I I'm putting it in the um show notes because it's mostly a photo deal, uh, one of those photo journal uh pieces. China's uh
1: Yes, what, I saw which this pieces
0: is this from Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg. China's abandoned, obsolete electric cars are piling up in cities. A subsidy fueled boom helped build China into an electric car giant, but left weed-infested lots across the nation brimming with unwanted battery-powered vehicles. Um, there are there are literally like forests, like tr- like vines and bushes, like growing all around these 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 EV graveyards. Yeah. Um, And what happened was during the run-up to all this with all the subsidization, people were building cheap, lame EVs, right? And they were pumping them out because they were getting paid to do it. About a decade ago, encouraged by government subsidies, hundreds of automakers across China waded into electric car manufacturing, churning out huge numbers of early-stage EVs. Relatively no-frills cars whose batteries, in some instances, can only run for about sixty-two miles on a charge. Right. Right. So I'm like- this this is an this was described by uh, a photographer who took a lot of the pictures as the shared bikes and EV graveyards are a result of unconstrained capitalism. Wu said. The waste of resources, the damage to the environment, the van- vanishing wealth—it's a natural consequence. Now he's wrong because it's not unconstrained capitalism. He's totally it's right. Constrained cronyism, he's a total. Subsidization, he's totally correct. And and, and 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 national uh, industrial policy making in part, not just capitalism.
2: He's totally but right. He's I, I totally right. He's totally right. It's unconstrained capitalism, Tom. So. <laughs> You know, the great thing, this is, I rarely say this, but I, it's worth saying on this one, right? Um, and I saw i saw that, and the, the article I thought was not well written, but the pictures were striking, right? And um, I will say this, the Chinese, what the Chinese have in common, back to John Kerry, what the Chinese have in common with John Kerry is, is that they don't seem to understand what the actual problem might be. And therefore, they're not able to solve it, right? And it, it doesn't matter. Unconstrained capitalism is, as you point out, not the problem. It's it's also not the problem in their overbuilding of housing. It's not the problem in their youth unemployment. Unconstrained capitalism is not the problem with respect to demographics. Under, under Unrestrained capitalism is not the problem with respect to slavery or genocide. But, you know. If you're if you're the communist Chinese, if you're John Kerry, you don't really care about what the problem might actually be. Just right. you just want to you just want make a speech. So there you go. Yeah, on you
0: know, I would say unconstrained one party rule. I was going to say is, the un, is more unconstrained uh, government. Point. Unconstrained
2: yeah. government is what it is. So uh, just I I brought that one.
0: Yeah because I wanted to share one more and I think it puts a, a little context around it business insider uh EVs are running out of customers and some dealers don't want them anymore more EVs are being pumped out of car factories than ever but some dealers don't want them we've turned we have turned e, away EV inventory inventory said Scott Coons Chief Operating Officer of Coons Auto and RV Group, which sells Detroit brands, as well as Nissan and Mitsubishi in the Midwest. We need to ensure we have a good turn on it. Um, It's not just that the vehicles are expensive, which they are. We're talking about a much more nuanced lifestyle change, said Sam Fiorani, the Vice President of Global Vehicle Forecasting and Auto Forecast Solutions. He points to the differences in EV ownership experience, including charging and range anxiety.
2: Um, I'm sorry. Did he say customers light? He can say...
0: find customers can find plenty of electric options on dealership lots? While well, there were about 54 days supply of vehicles inventory overall at dealerships this summer, EV inventory was double. So now we're up to 108 days
2: sitting in the lots. Well, you know what we need, Tom. You know so. what we need. You know what we need. What do we need? We need a mandate. No. Well, yeah, a mandate would be good, but we definitely need to double the tax credit. Oh, that, yeah. That'll take care of the problem. We need to <laughs> yeah. du- maybe triple it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, much, how much do you want to bet me? Let's let you and me have a bet between ourselves. How much do you want to bet me that increasing that credit's not going to come up during the omnibus that we're facing? I bet you somebody proposes it. To increase it? Oh, yeah. I say double. They'll take it to 15000 and you know what? They'll they'll use the waiting times on the lots as the approximate excuse. People are just afraid because it's a hurdle cost and blah, 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 and yabba yabber. What do you want to bet? Wanna bet? I'll bet I'll, you I'll I'll bet you a barbecue. All
0: right, I'll take the bet. It's fine. I'll have a barbecue.
2: I'll invite you and Martha Stewart. All right.
0: So now I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with cars for a minute because this was a late entry. Uh this was sent to me late last night. <laughs> The CEO of Rivian said <laughs> this you should see that this guy. He looks he looks like he said it. I think the reality <laughs> of buying a combustion-powered vehicle is sort of like building a horse barn in 1910, he said. Imagine buying a Chevy Suburban in 2030. What are you gonna do with that in 10 years? Gas stations will be. Slowly disappearing, he added. It's just weird.
2: Okay, so I imagine this guy looks like a Poindexter. Is he a Poindexter? He's got the sunglasses, he's got the like t shirt, you know. Uh, again, Rivian, the
0: lifestyle product, as I have said on a regular basis. This guy, this guy went on and on and on to say, you know, this is the we, we are going to blow, this is going to blow up. It's amazing. You, you, uh, regular car people are just you know basically behind the times
2: do they so, do do they want to tell us when so we know when to like invest in it so here's a chaser
0: that i found this was uh US oil and gas association ceo Chevy Tahoe and Suburban sales in the US increased over 53% in Q2 2023 an increase of over 87% compared to uh Q2 2023. 22 Rivian automotive productions totals for the same quarter produced 13,000 vehicles at its manufacturing facility in Norma, Illinois, and delivered 12,000 vehicles during the same period. It posted an adjusted loss of $31,595 per vehicle, uh, compared with a loss of $67,329 in the three previous months, with another 1,300 unsold um this let's see full-size suvs alone outsold rivians eight to one this does not account for ice pickups in seven years 20 uh three suburban owners will have nothing to worry about 23 rivian drivers on the other hand will need an extra 25 or forty thousand dollars to replace their batteries
2: <laughs> wow
0: really pretty fun
2: yeah good good I'm glad somebody's finally pushing back a little bit. This is, this is, it's been good. Good for them. Good for them.
0: Rivian. Stay tuned, folks. Rivian's going to take off.
2: Yeah. Any day now. Any, any day now. All right. So to
0: beat up on big wind, this came over the wire this morning from our friend Janet Bloomberg. Hope for offshore wind boom in Gulf of Mexico dims. Amid low bids, really the first ever u s government auction of leases to develop wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico opened Tuesday with just two bidders. A disappointment for advocates cheering on renewable power development in the region. The lack of bids raises the prospect that one of the three available tracks off Louisiana and Texas will go unsold. It's a dash of cold water for offshore wind enthusiasts. Who expected the region's rich infrastructure and supply chain could overcome come concerns about the technological challenges of erecting turbines in the Gulf.
2: Dude, what like what technological challenges it's are soft. we talking about?
0: The seabed is softer in the Gulf of Mexico, so apparently it's a little bit less stable. On the other way.
2: hand, there are no right whales They're to there are no northern right whales to kill.
0: Oh, but the but the Biden administration shrunk the availability of oil and gas leases in the Gulf to to protect the whale. Though, did you see that last? Week? I I
2: saw that. Yeah, you know. yeah. It it so. it's you know <laughs> I I keep coming back to my same question: Do do are we in favor of permitting reform? Are we really? Have we thought about this?
0: All right, I got one on ESG ready. Yeah, Vanguard joins BlackRock cut support for shareholder items on climate social issues vanguard support this is from reuters vanguard support just two percent of shareholder resolutions on environmental and social issues at u.s companies this year down from 12 percent last year the total the top total fund manager said on monday feeling a drop in investor backing overall vanguard said the declining support rate reflected a rising number of proposals coupled with improvements in company disclosure that made the resolutions unnecessary.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Right, Vanguard was like, "Hey, we got a lot more, so we don't actually like, you know, we didn't actually say no to to um yeah, to any more. It's just like a greater percentage and blah blah blah." blah. And I'm just like, "Okay. That uh, you know, I, I I you you can sort of you can sort of feel that issue is like is going They're
0: the, away
2: know. from it. Yeah, it's going going kind of the way of the guns, right? You know, or you knew, you knew the gun issue was over when like everybody's like no, 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 we definitely want everybody to keep their guns. We just want to make sure the criminals don't get any.'re you like, okay, so we're pretty much done with this conversation. I'm getting that same feeling with the e s g thing.
0: So keep the fire going, conservatives
2: as a as a as a as a reader of my column, an occasional guy who sends me emails likes to say, "Keep pouring lead on the target, Keep putting lead on the target so we had a little flare up this week. Uh,
0: Apparently, Eminem, Slim Shady, isn't a big fan of Vivek rapping his song, Lose Yourself, on the campaign trail.
2: I didn't realize Mr. Ramashwamy did that. Yes, he did. You didn't see that? Oh, it's viral. It's viral. This is from UK Mail.
0: Eminem exclusive. Eminem sends Vivek Ramashwamy a cease and desist letter demanding he stop rapping his music on the campaign
2: trail. Okay, it's not really music, is it? It's just, I mean, it's just spoken words. So how can you really, how can you really, can you, can you, can you trademark sending, words?
0: Sending a harshly written letter from music <laughs> licensor BMI. Wait
2: a minute. It doesn't really say that in a story, does it? <laughs> no, I had I that back. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Marshall B Mathers III, professionally known as Eminem, objects to the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign's use of Eminem's musical compositions, and requesting that BMI remove all Eminem works from the
2: agreement. So, Ramaswamy, uh, why aren't we playing Eminem now? We should be playing Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, I can't because they'll send me a So what? Say- so by the time you the time you get that letter, you'd already played it and it so there's a the
0: dude. There's a former five-time world champion uh, MMA fighter, fighter who's retired, who's pretty conservative, fairly well-known, I guess, Jake Shields. Sure. So he tweeted out the, the article but wrote, m M&M has turned into such a dork. <laughs> he makes Vivek look cool. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> this is... This is what our national dialogue has been it's like, has devolved down to. But it's like rage
0: against the machine, you know how they like did all these things for Biden? Yes. It's like, "What, dude? That's the machine." Like you you're not you're not raging against the machine if you're like doing campaign events for the machine.
2: Yeah. I I don't think I I don't think I don't think the monolithic federal government was the machine that rage against the machine was talking about. Uh, besides, they're an LA group anyway, aren't they? All
0: right, here's a diversion here. Uh, MLB pace of play. I saw this while I was doing research. Are you ready? Yo, in 2004, it was two hours and 47 minutes. Yeah, every year since 2004, it crept up a few minutes at a time, Mm -hmm. give or take, a couple times it ticked down. It averaged about 250. 250, 251 through uh, 2012, and then it creeped up to 258, 302, 3 hours, 305, and uh, 2019, 2020, it was 3 hours and 7 minutes, 2022, it was 3 hours and 3 minutes. Guess where it is now? 240 you you damn close two hours and 39 minutes yeah yeah it's a it, i am gonna do a Mia culpa i i i was i didn't i was i'm not i was not for these rules changes but i think that's that's pretty impressive that they've knocked it down that far
2: well i i mean i i i, I was in favor all the rule changes with one with the exception of one
0: which one the 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 runner in extras
2: or no that you can't shift you can't go into the shift
0: oh yeah yeah
2: that's that's ridiculous right i mean dude come on and that has, by the way i don't think that has anything to do with the speed of the game the shift i mean so it it's a better game
0: now i still think they should cut a little bit of commercial time i don't care about the commercial time yeah
2: i'll tell you how to cut the last 20 minutes you got to cut and this, this, this is not, never going to happen because it's going to restrict offensive production. But the way to cut the last 20 minutes and the reason why games were two hours and 20 minutes in 1975 and now they're not, call the strike zone. If they call the strike zone that's in the rule books, these games would be two hours and 25 minutes. Do you, you
0: want a um, a robot?
2: No. No, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I I mean, I'd like Angel Hernandez to get fired, but I kind of like it. when, like, you know, you chirp at the guy from the dugout and he's like, shut up. And then, you know, the manager comes out, you suck. That's fun. That's a fun part of the game for me. I think it's a fun part of the game for everybody. There's a reason why the fans cheer when that happens, right? It's part of the human element. It is. Speaking of umps,
0: I also saw this last night. The first time in history, I think, uh, that an umpire got ejected from a baseball game. By who? By another umpire, apparently. There There was a kerfluffle, and the ump got up in the grill of one of the players and pushed him. Oh, boy. And he got escorted off the field. So an ump got ejected from a major league baseball game. Isn't that wild?
2: It's that I, I'm with you. I never heard of such a thing. I, I don't even know how that happens. Obviously, so, he was having a bad night and his crew knew about it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I have a little segment here that I'm going to call. And You guys call me Francis and I'll kill you. Mm. <laughs> He's making this, buddy. And I don't like nobody touching my
2: stuff. Just keeping me hooks off. By catching you guys in my stuff. Okay.
0: Lighten up, Francis. Three quick hits here. And I want... Should we take them one at a time or should I roll them all out and let you comment? Roll them all
2: out. I think you've got
0: a doozy here. Okay. All right. So three... I start out with one thing. And then I found two others. Uh, Pope Francis praises historical Russian imperialism amid war in Ukraine. I saw that. This is from the Wall Street Journal. of celebrates the reigns of Russian czars who subjugated Ukraine for their quote-unquote great culture and great humanity. Uh, this was like in unprepared remarks where he was speaking to a gathering of Russian Catholic youth in St Petersburg. Yep. He urged them to follow in the path of Peter the Great and Catherine the Great, whom he called rulers of great of a great enlightened empire, empire of great culture and great humanity.
2: Yes. I saw that. He's probably We right. fear
0: that those words may be understood by some as an encouragement of precisely this nationalism and imperialism which is the real cause of the war in Ukraine, said uh, Ukraine's Greek Catholic Church, major archbishop, and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. In a statement released Monday afternoon, the Vatican's embassy to Kiev rejected suggestions that Pope Francis might have encouraged young Russian Catholics to draw inspiration from historical Russian figures known for experimental, imperialist and expansionist ideas and the actions that negatively impact neighboring populations. Pope Francis has never endorsed imperialistic notions. On the contrary, he's a staunch opponent and critic of of any form of imperialism or colonialism across all peoples and situations. That's one.
2: That's one.
0: All right, ready for number two? Sure. Backwards conservatives from AP News. Pope says some backward conservatives in U.S. Catholic Church have replaced faith with ideology but pope francis has blasted the backwardness of some conservatives in the u.s catholic church uh, francis made the comments in a private meeting with portuguese members of his jesuit religious order while visiting lisbon on august 5th clearly not a private meeting during the meeting Portuguese Jesuit told Francis that he had suffered during a recent sabbatical year in the. US because he came across many Catholics, including some bishops who criticized Francis's ten-year papacy. The 86 year old Argentine acknowledged his point saying that there were very strong organized reactionary attitude in the. US church which he called backward. He warned that such an attitude leads to a climate of closure which was erroneous. Do this, you lose the true tradition. And you turn to ideologies to have support. In other words, ideologies replace
2: faith. He said. Did you catch? Did did you? Had you heard that one? I had. I read everything about it. Yes.
0: Okay. And then lastly, Washington Post. Amid climate concerns, Pope Francis says he is updating his green encyclical. Pope announced uh, on a speech Monday he's working on a second part to his Laudato Si. To update on current issues, we need an integral ecology. We need to listen to the suffering of the planet alongside that of the poor. We need to put the drama of desertification alongside that of refugees, the issue of migration alongside that of falling birth rate, he said in a speech on August 3rd.
2: Yeah, um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk up the Russian thing to the fact that he's 86 years old. Um, you know, he, he had a bad day, right? He didn't he didn't he didn't think about that before it crossed his mouth, right? Um, and he was talking to a bunch of Russians, but I myself would have maybe mentioned you're you're you have a great national history, right? You it's worthy of emulation, Chekhov, and oh, I don't know. Tchaikovsky, Ballet, Solzhenitsyn, uh, Dosto The Dostoye.
0: USSR has exterminated Catholics and
2: Yeah, but that's 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 the stamp government. That's, out the, the church. that's the government. That's not the Russian people. Yes. Um, it, the Russian the Russians are are Russians have been an important part of European history and culture for years and years and years, like thousands of years, right? A couple a thousand years. Like I said, they had much to be proud of. Um, I'm not sure why he picked those two losers, right, Peter and Catherine, but uh, there we are. Um, so I'm going to ascribe that to Age. That 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 thing about Portugal, right, the, the thing that happened in Lisbon, he knew that there was a reporter in the room who was going to report everything, right? It was one of his reporters. It was a Vatican-sponsored media thing, right? So he said what he wanted to say. Um, I'm concerned about it too, to be honest with you. You know, I'm 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 always concerned whenever people confuse politics and religion um and contaminate religion with politics. And there are a lot of American Catholics who are like conservative in their bones. Ones in the churches on Sunday are almost uniformly conservative, right? Um but you know, if we weren't conservative, we'd still be Catholics. Um and that, that I'm not sure everyone kinda gets that, right? That, that the, the, the the first the first and fundamental Tenet of Marxism is everything is um ideological, right? There's no personal. Uh, I worry that we're kind of slipping into that. Um and then the, um I, I you know I had not seen the last thing. I had not seen the last thing. That's just that's just plain old communism, right? Just it God sends us what popes he sends us. Yeah. And we're well, gonna live my, with them.
0: My senior years ago when I brought up some of these questions that I had, uh, gave some good advice. He said, you should receive your spiritual, not your political advice from the Holy See.
2: Well, you know, the problem with that is, is that the Holy See doesn't think that, right? They keep giving us, they keep giving yeah. us political advice. It's funny in a way. In Lisbon, he basically barked at us for being, for, for polluting religion with politics. And then of course he jumps right around and pollutes religion with politics. Yeah. I'm like, well,
0: I was just going to say my, yeah. my, I mean, that is his mo right i mean he's essentially a latin american socialist and you know he's he's surrounded himself with political people and agenda driven people and he has done a lot of i mean he i don't have He. there are certain things that i agree with obviously but i don't i'm not into Let's I'm put it this in, way.
2: Let's put it I'm this
0: way. In. Go
2: ahead. Let's put it this way. I'm going to be a lot more concerned in about uh, six months. You know, the, the Rome is going to wind up getting tangled up. You're probably not paying any attention at all to this, but the Archbishop of Berlin has taken upon himself to start to bless same sex marriages, right? Not just tolerate them, but bless them, right? Give them the, give them official sanction. Uh in about six months, Rome's gonna to have to say something about that. You know, I I I'd be a lot more concerned if the Pope says, "Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let that guy sanction," you know, then let him let him bless those those things, than if the Pope gives me some instructions about changing out my light bulbs, because I yeah. you know, I, I worry I worry about I I don't worry about where this guy is politically. I know he's a communist. I worry about where this guy is religiously, morally, theologically, because that, that that's where he really does his damage. Although like, I have to be honest with you, I'm, I'm tremendously entertained, and I don't understand why. I, 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 this is something I've thought through my whole life. There's so many non-Catholics who like watch this guy, these things, who care about them. I'm like, dude, why don't you just come over? You know, stop, stop looking at it from you know, from outside the fence. You know, yeah. Jump, jump the fence, get come on the playing field. Yeah, it's Take the a same. Plunge. It's the same guys. It's the same guys who go to Italy and France and Germany and sit there and gawk at the cathedrals. I'm like, you could be on the side of the guys who built this thing. Just come on. It, it's not complicated. I, I feel kind of bad for them because I get the feeling they, they know something's there, but they just can't figure out how to access it. I, I always I always I always wonder about it, I always feel bad about it.
0: On the cusp. On the cusp. Yeah. All right. Well, here's my words of advice.
2: Lighten up Francis. <laughs>
0: All right, I am spent. I have given you everything I've got this week, so the floor is yours, and then we'll close out with a a rather introspective interview from the press secretary of the uh, president of the
2: United States. Okay. Um, the only thing I want to the only thing I'm man it it's the week before Labor Day. No one should be working. Um, I I will say. Um, there's going to be an editorial in the Washington Times in the next couple of days about hurricanes, about these hurricanes, because I expect we're going to get a deluge of news about how climate change is making them worse. I will simply point out – the column points it out when it runs. We'll put it up on the on the show notes. Um, simply point out that both NOAA and the IPCC within the last three months have concluded that um, you can't attribute any of this – frequency, intensity – Precipitation, wind speed, none of it. Um, there's not. You're enough, a lawyer. You're in the cult, like like Noah and the IPCC is right. They're in the cult too, apparently, because they both said in various formats, like, yeah, there's no, there's insufficient evidence to be able to attribute any of this to climate change. I just want to remind everybody that, because I know we're not going to hear it anywhere else, and except for this editorial, and like I said, we'll post it when we get it.
0: I don't know Malloy will give you a run for his mo- your money on that. And
2: also, Ryan uh, – Maui. Maui. Maui, Maui. Yeah, I think it's Maui is how you pronounce Maui. it. Maui. Yeah, he's referenced in the editorial as well because he did this great chart about hurricanes and major hurricanes landfalling um, globally over the last 50 years basically. It will surprise no one to find out that the last couple of years are at the bottom of the count basically. Um you know, for the last fifty odd years.
0: So we, we need to get Kreutzer on the podcast rapping about this stuff. Yeah,
2: we should. This, so we, we, we should.
0: David, if you're listening, let me know if you want to come and rap with us for a little bit on this climate stuff. It's getting fun. Got it. You should jump back in. It it you know. All right.
2: Anything else, my my co host and, and good friend. I think that's it. I'm just gonna wrap up and have some pretzels for lunch. Very good. Very good.
0: All right. Let's hear some words of introspection from KJP.
2: The president and
0: Dr. Biden, they decided to put
1: me in this position.
0: They decided that they wanted Kareem Jean-Pierre, with all of the things, all the communities that I represent, clearly being a, a black person, right, being a black woman, they said... We want you to represent us, right? We want you to represent the white house. We want to meet this moment that we're in. And we know that you are beyond capable of doing that, right? You are, you are, uh, you are experienced and you are the voice that we want to have. So knowing that Stacy, knowing that I am representing the voice of the president, then I have to do that. Right. Right? I mean, that's the job
2: beyond capable. Holy man <laughs> there's just a lot of there's a lot of self-esteem in there in there i
0: know right like also pull the bob dole and refer to herself as herself any,
2: anytime any anytime anytime that third person creeps in you know there's a lot of self-esteem
0: <laughs> you keep on representing
2: who gives these interviews like this and how who lets them uh, yeah, the worst part is now it's all
0: everything's available for the world to see. There we so. go. All right, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 146 is in the books. Have a great week. Got an early one out this week, so enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side of Labor Day.
2: Have a good Labor Day, everybody. And as the American workers have said for hundreds of years now, namaste. Hey.